I'm really excited that you joined us this weekend. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard my story, but my pastor let me have the opportunity to preach at 16 years old. I became a senior pastor at 21. So I, I believe that many times sitting within our environments are young leaders who are just waiting for the opportunity to grow, to develop. And that's not just communicators, that's worship leaders and future business leaders and future parents. Uh, the, the next generation of leaders are always there waiting for someone to equip them and to release them into their calling. And as a young pastor, because I had experienced this, I dreamed of a weekend like this. I really did. I didn't just dream of, of, of me speaking. I really began to dream years ago for a weekend like this. And I believe a weekend like this is where you get a chance to experience something. It's more of a, a show you and not just tell you. A lot of times when you come to church, it's people are telling you stuff. Well, this weekend, I, I wanna show you something. I wanna show you not just our senior team of communicators, but I wanna show you this value we have for spiritual family that raises up sons and daughters. This value we have for development that now has begun to even go beyond even the first layer or second layer of leaders to where we're seeing a whole new generation of leaders being raised up. And um, I'm just passionate for you to get a chance to experience it. Here, here's what this weekend's all about. Eight unique communicators and three physical locations and our online campus as well. All of you experiencing in different ways the, the, the power of this, they're, they're actually gonna be the living testimony of this in their lives. Of, of the Bible says, when you're planted in the house of the Lord, you flourish. And so you're gonna see what happens in being planted in spiritual family, the development, the growth, and, and really hopefully you'll see how this impacts your life, your family, your friends, your children, your grandchildren because it's all there available, not just for the people speaking to you, but it's available for you as well. So here's what I want you to do. If you're at a physical location and you're there, there's gonna be a, a speaker, one of these eight communicators, and they're there and, and maybe they don't do this all the time. So I just want us to encourage them and, and just let them know we're ready to receive what they have to say. So wherever you're at, stand up on your feet and let's just give them a big round of applause and celebrate what God's gonna do through them. Well, good morning, good morning. You guys make me feel special. I like that. Well, y'all can go ahead and take a seat this morning. Um, like Pastor Jeff said in this video, it's a great weekend to be here at Milestone. I'm a little biased saying that, but it's okay. Um, but it is, it's a great weekend to be here. Um, just what Milestone believes in developing and leading. Um, and honestly, what you saw was eight communicators across three different campuses, as well as our online campus. I think there's a picture there. My eyes are open. It was really sunny and hard to see. Um, but I love, like he said in that video, this is a leadership and development house, and I'm so privileged to be here, so honored to not just be a part of speaking to you today, um, but being a part of Milestone, and, and for some of you, you're probably like, okay, who is this guy? Sometimes I see you, you tell us to fill out information and sign up for stuff, uh, but I do want to take a moment and welcome, or introduce myself. My name is Alex. Um, I have a picture. This is my wife here. This is Haley. Um, this was a long time ago. So we weren't dating. We were just friends, but the good Lord knew what I needed. Um, and so he blessed me. That's a picture. 
Normally, the next slide is a baby. We don't have a slide of that yet. Maybe next time I'm up here, we'll have that. Uh, but we do have a dog. And so this is Elliot. Um, he's pretty much our kid. He's really spoiled. Um, and we love him to death. He, he's pretty cool. But um, like I said, I'm excited to be here. I've been a part of Milestone for almost three years coming up next month. And I've been a part of Elevate, the next uh, generation ministry, the student ministry and I love it. I'm excited. Like Pastor Chris said, we are moving into a time of summer. Normally people think, okay, kids are out of school. Maybe it's time like to, to step off the gas a little bit. Summer is the complete opposite. Summer is go time. And so I'm excited. I live for it. I turned 28 this year, and I still love summer camps and everything that summer brings more than anything else in the world. And so I'm excited. I'm excited about today, um, and I'm excited to be able to speak to you. Well, we're wrapping up a series called Let's Talk Family. And maybe you ask, why do we do this series? Uh, what is the point of it? Um, we really enjoy and love this series. We enjoy the series because this is something that we all have questions about. Family, relationships, just kind of going through the day. And so we do this series because we care about it. We care about family. We care about relation, uh, relationships. And one thing I know is that sometimes in relationships and family, we can experience the best love. We can experience the best times. But we can also experience the greatest pain. And I know when it comes to family, sometimes it's really hard to ask questions. It's really uncomfortable to ask. Maybe I'm walking through something. Maybe my marriage is having a challenge. Maybe I'm walking through something with my kids. And it's kind of uncomfortable for us to find somebody and ask the questions, hey, I need help. I need help walking through this. I need help navigating that. And so that's why we love this series is because it brings up these questions, but, able, or, but it also gives us a chance to be able to figure it out, to find people around us who are also walking through the same things and, and being able to come to God with our family questions. And today, we're actually talking about another way that God helps us with our family, and that's spiritual family. If you've been a part of Milestone for any time, you've heard the words spiritual family. And maybe you, today's your first day and you're like, this is the first time you've heard it. And you're like, okay, what does spiritual family mean? What does it mean to be in spiritual family? Does, is this like just a milestone thing? Did you guys come up with this concept, this cool saying that you want us to be involved? Uh, and what I want you to know is that this isn't a milestone thing. This is a God thing. And we love the concept of spiritual family. And so we're going to jump into some scripture today to look at just a picture of what God talks about when he talks about spiritual family. And so I'm going to ask you, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and flip to, uh, to Psalms 92, 12 through 14. But on our way there, I'm going to stop in two verses because I think it's important for us to also see that this is just more than one time in scripture. This is many times where God talks about this concept of spiritual family. And so in Psalm 68, 6, it says God sets. If you have your Bibles, if you're on you version, whatever, go ahead and underline or bold or circle that word sets. God sets the lonely in families. You see, this isn't just an Old Testament thing. Sometimes we read scripture, we're like, okay, it says in the Old Testament, but maybe it doesn't say it in the New Testament. So I want to go to New Testament, 1 Corinthians 12, 18. It says, but in fact, God has placed, again, underline that word placed, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. You see, these two words that we read, God sets, God places, you see, these words are meaning the same thing in Scripture. And when God talks about, when the Bible talks about God setting people into a family, when he sets people in a family, he's talking about the vision of the church. 
this family. It's the church. When God says, when the Bible places parts in the body, the picture that God's talking about of the body is the church. You see, these two verses give us a window into what God's talking about when he's talking about spiritual family, that God sets us and places us into spiritual family. You know, when I think about God setting us into something, my first question is always, well, is it convenient for me? Is it best value for me? Is that like, is, is it gonna play in my favor? And I started thinking, you know, there's a lot in our lives where we think about convenience and best value. Or best value. I don't know about you, I've never met anybody who's like dialed into one grocery store. If that's you, then let's meet after service. But I've never met someone who's like that Kroger on Lake Forest and 380, that's my spot. I go there, they got the best stuff. Every day you can find me there. I've never met somebody. For me, I'm like, I'll go anywhere. And honestly, if they can get it to my door in less than an hour, I'm going with them. That's my type of people. And with grocery stores and fast stuff, I don't know about you, but DoorDash, Uber Eats, sometimes my wife will come home, I'll sit down on the couch, she'll be like, what are we grilling today? I'm like, DoorDash, you know, I'll pay someone $15 to drive three minutes down the road, pick up some food and bring it to me because it's convenient. I don't want to get up. I don't want to have to do something. It's convenient. I don't know about you, but gas, 7-Eleven, never met anybody. It's like, you know, those homies down at 7-Eleven, they got me every day. When I go in there, they love me. They're great. Gas, anywhere you go, whatever's on the way, I'm stopping. Whatever's cheapest, which Ain't nothing cheap right now when it comes to gas, but whatever's on the way to where I'm going, I'm stopping, I'm getting it, because why? It's convenient, and it's easy for me. And whether it's a gym, whether it's a grocery store, Uber Eats, or, or whatever it is, it's transactional. What's best for me? What's convenient for me? What's convenient for my life? And when you have this revelation, a spiritual family, that the fact that God sets you or places you into a spiritual family you don't think about it with the same frame of groceries, of Uber Eats, what's best for me, when you think about God setting us or placing us into a spiritual family. And, and unfortunately, sometimes we can view our relationships and our families with this perspective of what's convenient for me. We can view people in our life of, okay, what's convenient for my life? I like doing stuff that's good for me or easy for me. And so what's convenient for me? And I, I started to have this mindset because I'm going to be honest with you. That's me sometimes. Okay, if, you know, if I go do this, is it, is it going to be convenient for me? I've had a long day. It's been a long week, whatever it is. And I've had this mindset of what's convenient, what's best value. And I want to challenge us today because when I know that when I care about something or I care about someone, what's convenient for me doesn't even come into my head. When I care about somebody in my life, when I care about something, the last thing I'm thinking about is what's convenient for me. You know, I hear from parents all the time, whether it's out in the commons or whether it's a text, an email, a call, whatever it is, but parents saying, I need help with my kid. I need help. They're, they're dealing with something. They're struggling. I can't get them to come to church. I can't get them to talk to people, whatever it is. It's this, this is my challenge. My kid's going through this. And I believe that God is going to speak to you, and I believe that God's going to speak to those areas of our life where we have questions and tension. And I believe that God's going to do that when we submit to his plan. What does that look like? What am I telling you? Is that submitting to God's plan, submitting to spiritual family, it's worth it. It's valuable, but it costs something. It takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. It's, wor it's worth it. 
And I want to continue to look in some scripture of what the Bible continues to say about spiritual family. And so in Psalms 92, 12 through 14, it says, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. You see, at this time, they're painting a picture of somebody who's flourishing. And so verse 13, I want you to underline this. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. Amen. They will stay fresh and green. What is this telling us? That flourishing, bearing good fruit, staying fresh, even in old age, requires something. It requires something. And sometimes we miss this in this verse when we're reading. It's like, okay, just be planted in God. That's awesome. But we miss what God's trying to say, that there's a requirement. We must be planted. That everything we're looking for in our life, everything that we desire, everything that we want, comes after we are planted in the house of the Lord. And so if there's anything you get from this message today, it's this one line. Everything we're looking for is found after we are planted in spiritual family. The things that we want, the things that we desire, the things that we pray about, the things that we dream about, God wants that for you. But it comes after we are planted in spiritual family. You know, when I was looking for a job at a church, I was thinking about, okay, God, what does this look like? And I knew in my heart that when I found a job at a church, I didn't want it to look like I was going to be somewhere for a little bit, and then I'd get up and move and go somewhere else. It's kind of like the NFL, like you, you're kind of here for a little bit, and then you go over here, and it's awesome. But I knew in my heart as I was praying about being in a church, I wanted to be planted. I wanted to be somewhere that not just I was planted, but that my family was planted. I think about my kids one day. I think about my kids growing up in a place that believes in development, believes in leadership, not just because they're staff kids, but because they believe in the next generation. That's on my heart. That's what I'm praying for. That's what I'm believing for as I'm looking for a church and I'm looking for a place to work. And I find milestone in everything that Pastor Jeff says in that video. I'm not just up here saying, that's true. That's what it is because I work here. It's true and that's what it is because I've experienced it. It's, I've experienced it. I've prayed about, okay, God, where would you place me and my future family in everything I desired in that moment? I began to find as I started to work here. And it's funny, sometimes I get around some of my friends from high school or some of my good friends, and they always ask me the question, you still like it at Milestone? Do uh, you still like it there? I'm like, you, they like think in this moment, in the same way you would ask someone, do you still like your company? You still like your boss? You still like waking up and doing what you do every day? That's, that's how they have this mindset. And when I think of terms of God planting me in a church, in an environment, in a family, I don't view this in my life as a stepping stone to get somewhere else. I don't view elevate as, you know, one day I'm going to be out of youth ministry. When you have this perspective of God planted me here, that's all I see. That's all my heart is set upon is that, I am placed, I am planted. And when I think about spiritual family, there's moments in our life, whether it be a good moment, maybe it be a bad moment, or crisis, we begin to see, we get a glimpse of how we've prioritized spiritual family, but also how we've built spiritual family. I think of a season in my life when I was younger. There was a season where my dad wasn't really in the picture very much. Me and my dad didn't have a great relationship when I was younger, and there was a lot that you miss out on when you're a young boy growing up in a home full of girls, there's just something that you miss out on. 
And I remember as being seven, eight years old, I always had this thought that I had to mature a little bit quicker than everybody else. I had to figure stuff out, and I had this idea that it was never okay to mess up. It was never okay to fail. It was never okay not to know the answer to a question because I felt like I had to. Nobody put that pressure on me, but I felt that in my life, that I had to amount to something. I had to prove myself to something. And I carried this until I was 24 years old, and there's still days that I experience this. But I remember that when I started my job here at Milestone, I wasn't expecting spiritual family. I've never heard the word spiritual family in my life until I walked in these doors. But I experienced it. You see, I would meet with Pastor Chris uh, weekly, and, and there was all of a sudden there was something different because this boss-employee relationship wasn't how my day-to-day interaction with him was viewed. It wasn't like, you're my employee, I'm happy when you're doing good, I'm not happy when you're doing bad. That's not how I was experiencing this moment in my life. There was a relationship that I meet with him once a week, and, and I'm going to tell you, 24 years of feeling this, i got to prove myself, I can't fail, I can't mess up. I lived, and you've heard talk, Pastor Chris talk about it, I lived like this. I lived with everybody at arm's reach. I'm not going to trust you. I'm not going to count on you. I'm going to set real low expectations because when we set low expectations, we can't be disappointed. And I remember from day one, he began to like poke at this wall that I had built. And it was uncomfortable. And I didn't like it. But every week when I would meet with him, it would be questions that he would be pushing closer and closer to break down those walls. You see, I began to experience the love of the church, the love of God through him, through leadership, because he didn't have to take the time to do that. There's leaders in our life that they don't need to take the time to do that if they don't really want to, but he did. And so what God did in my life and he's continuing to do in my life every day, I want that for you. I want you to experience what it's like to have spiritual family. I want you to experience what it's like to have leaders in your life who care about you more than just what you can do for them but care about your heart, care about your family, care about your kids. And so I want that for you. And so I want to take a look of what this looks like practically. The question of what this looks like practically. So how do we experience spiritual family? First, it starts with surrender. Sounds simple. Starts with surrender. It sounds simple. But I found it so interesting is that as we read scripture and we read about God, there's always one name that he's referred to more than any other name. That's Father. You see, when we read this, when we think about God being referenced as Father, he's already thinking about family. He's already thinking about spiritual family. The Bible is all about spiritual family, but to be in a family, you have to surrender and relate to him as Father. You think, we think about salvation. What does that look like? Sometimes we think salvation is, I'm just joining an organization, I'm joining a church like I do Costco. I'll be here until they make me mad, and then I'm going to Sam's Club, okay? Sometimes we think about salvation as joining an organization or maybe doing a bunch of spiritual stuff. Maybe we think it's a list of rules that we have to follow. Maybe it's just a checklist that we come to church and check the box and move on. But salvation, being a part of spiritual family, is much more than just a list. It's being a part of a family and submitting 
to God as Father. And even as I mention that word, Father, submitting to God as Father, I know that for a lot of people that can be hard depending on the family pain or father pain maybe you've experienced. You know, me and my father have a great relationship now. But because of those years that I experienced father pain, I viewed my earthly father pain, and I took that and viewed God the same way. Because I had this pain with my father on earth, I said, you know what, God, I'm going to keep you at a distance. Because you may, I may lose trust, whatever it is. And so we take that family pain sometimes, that experience that we had, and we let it keep us from spiritual family. We let it keep us from a relationship with God. You see, we're created for spiritual family. We read all about that in Scripture. Number two, we prioritize what matters most. I ask people all the time, how are you? I'm good. How was your week? Busy. That's good. How was last week? Busy. How's next week? Busy. That's the question. We're busy. And I know it. Even on my own calendar, I feel like things all the time are taking up my, my time. And it, it's like you're in high school and you got homework and you got tests. You got quizzes. You're like, man, this is the busiest my life will ever be. And then you go to college. And you got even more stuff plus you're working part time. And you're like, this is literally the busiest my life will ever be. And then you get a job. And you get married. And you get kids, and you wonder, where did all this time come from to even have this time now? See, me and Haley were talking the other day, and we're newly married, and so we're trying to figure out what does it look like that it's not just my schedule anymore. It's our schedule, and we're trying to plan, and we're trying to be home. We're trying to see each other. It's more than just a, hey, how was your day? Good. Okay, talk to you tomorrow. And that's how it feels sometimes. But we were talking the other day, and we're like, we feel like we are literally never home. We feel like we're never home. And what I know is that working with parents of teenagers for over years, the coordination of school, sports, activities, friends, your job, your date life with your husband or wife, relationships for your students, which is really you just driving them around everywhere that they want to go, that requires an advanced degree to figure out. Okay, I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm going to need your help when I get there one day. That's a, that's a lot to figure out. And life gets busy. And then... The church says, get your kid to camp. Bring them to Elevate. Sign up for Summer Splash. Get to 101. Get to 301. Join a freedom group. Join a small group. And you're like, are you kidding me? Do they understand how busy I am? And I get why you feel this way. But if I could for one moment, I want to challenge our perspective. I want to ask you to see this from a different view. How valuable would it be for you to prioritize spiritual family? not for a program, but for your 13-year-old child that you've been praying for. They'd have a moment with God that they'd experience friendships in their life. You know, Pastor Chris talked about this week, this Thursday, we're heading to middle school camp, 300 middle schoolers, please pray for me, okay? A lot of Axe body spray and stinky feet, I promise you. It's great, we've called to it, love it. But be praying. But what I know is that being in places like this, that student that we're talking about after church, that you're texting me about, that you're calling me about. I need help. I want them to experience something. And night two or night three of camp, they're on their knees before God praying, committing their life to Jesus. Let me tell you something. That's worth it. That's worth it. I've seen this time and time again, and I know the importance. I know the importance. You see, this isn't just another class 
or a program. We really believe that we want more for you than from you. We believe that we want your parents or your, your family, your kids, your, to experience a moment with God that will change their life forever. And what matters the most, we prioritize it. I'm going to tell you, like I said earlier, it's worth it. It'll cost you, but it's worth it. And when we prioritize things, number three, we're overwhelmed by the blessings. You see, the relationships that I've seen over the past three years here at Milestone created, not just in my own life, but in life of people who walk through the front door, moving from a different state, not knowing anybody, and then they leave after church, and it's like, I have 20 new best friends. Seeing people experience spiritual family, seeing people experience relationships in their life, and I'm going to tell you, God is good. He's not holding anything out on you. There's nothing that he's trying to keep us from. But he blesses us through relationships. He blesses us through spiritual family. And for many of us in the room, we have family pain, but we also have church pain. We have church pain. And I want to encourage you today, we understand that. This, isn't me not, this is not me saying that when you come into Milestone and you begin to dive in spiritual family, that there's never going to be a moment where you get upset. There's never going to be a moment that tension begins to rise or, or a moment that we may be offended. I'm not promising perfection in relationships, but it's worth it. It's worth it when we say, God, you planted me here. You set me here. God, I'm going to deal with this challenge. I'm going to deal with this frustration. It's uncomfortable. I might have to ask for help. But when we say yes to being planted, when we say yes to being placed in a family, there's a way that God blesses us through spiritual family that we can't get anywhere else. I shared earlier about the mentorship and the development I get from Pastor Chris Weekly. And like I said, this isn't just because I'm on staff and I'm saying your pastor's awesome, which he is awesome. But what I've experienced in my life of him developing and believing in me can I tell you, that's not something I really heard from a father figure before I came to Milestone. Because I believe in you. You got this. And what I love, it's not just in my life, but in Haley's life. From the second we walked in these doors, what Wendy's done to challenge her and, and develop her and grow her. And it was about three months ago that we were, it was a little bit longer than three months ago, but we're talking about our wedding and, and who's going to marry us and who's going to be the pastor and in those moments, you're like, oh, I got like 10 people. And we sat down for a second. I was like, all these other people are great. But who's challenged us? Who's developed us? Who's not just going to lead us to this moment, but continue to lead us past this moment? See, Pastor Chris and Wendy have mentored and developed Haley and I since the moment we walked in these doors. And I asked her permission to tell this story. But if you've ever been engaged, you know the season can be a little stressful. The season can bring a lot of tension. And I remember we were going through premarital meetings with Pastor Chris and Wendy. And, and on the way to this meeting, we got in this huge argument in the car. I don't remember what it was about. As That's normal. Guys were like, what did we argue about yesterday? I don't know. But we were arguing about something. And I walked in the front door of the office, and Wendy's like, you're not okay. And I was like, can you see it? She's like, yes. She's like, what happened? And I remember we sat down at this table. It was supposed to be an hour-long meeting. We talked for two and a half hours about an argument that we had in a car about who knows what. 
Why? Because they wanted to help us with real life situations. They wanted to help us to, to learn how to communicate with one another, how to talk to each other. It's important to help us navigate this season. The season that we're in, they knew it was a lot of stress, they knew it was a lot of tension. And so saying, you know what, we're gonna go through this packet of things, we'll talk about it later. They said, this is important because we wanna help you navigate this. And I think at our biggest moment, our spiritual family was there to lead us and celebrate us. You see, it's not just the good moments that they show up. It's not just the moments of everything's good, when you do good, I'm there. It's the moments of when we're fighting, when we're arguing, when we're trying to figure out life. They call us. They walk through seasons with us. They help us experience the love of God, not by anything other than who God's called them to be in our life and in your life. You see, this is the experience of love from God through his church, through leadership. It's not transactional in this moment. It wasn't a nuisance for them to fly to Florida and be a part of this wedding. It was the love of God displayed through the church, through leaders, by people who believe in you. I told you this is something I want all of us to experience, and you can. And so I want to pray for us this morning. God, we're so grateful for you. God, we're grateful that you choose to operate as a family. God, when you use the words in scripture of calling you father, of referring you to you as father, it's not a mistake. God, the words you use of setting, of planning us into a family, God, it's not a mistake. When it's important, you repeat it. And so God, I pray this morning, God, that we identify you as father. God, that we trust in you that we navigate our seasons that we're in with tension. And, and sometimes it feels like it's easier to do it alone. Sometimes it's easier to feel like I don't want to bother people. I don't want to confuse people or, or just bring a lot of weight that they don't need. So God, this morning I pray for every person in here who's chosen to be a part of spiritual family. God, that we rely on one another. God, that sometimes we say the things that maybe someone doesn't want to hear, but also we receive the things that we don't want to hear. God, we thank you for an environment that we can step into where we're challenged, where we're developed, where we're led, where we're celebrated. And in even moments in difficult times, there's people to turn to, to ask for help. God, I pray as we wrap up this series about family, this can be one of the hardest places in life is family. Whether it's marriage, whether it's with a, a child, whatever it is. God, I pray this morning that we realize it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's next. It's okay to say, help me. So God, I pray this morning that we commit to trusting you, changing our perspective of where you've planted us, of where you've called us to be. God, we're grateful for you. God, we love you. In your name we pray, amen.